All right, here we go. We're oh, that's way too loud. Well, you are Greg Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're back. Stock. I'm back in the house. I, I know. I I, went, I was going to ask who you were. <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> the dumb ching. <laughs> Emphasis on the dumb. <laughs> All right, let's. We get so we're missing some. Cuff has an early morning tomorrow. He's out of town. He's gone. I will point out this. Yes. The week, a few weeks ago, we did one. I got up and left for Detroit at 5 a.m. <laughs> and I still did the podcast. <laughs> that's that's because I value View from the West podcast and my friendship with Greg. He used to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's all true. <laughs> Everything I said. So Mary and Dazzo's here. Brian Stocking's here. And Dazzo, you have an intern with you. Yeah, my, my oldest. I almost said my youngest. My oldest, Charlie, <laughs> was with me all night. He used to do this stuff all the time um, growing up, but... He's, <coughs> I'm gonna choke. <coughs> Not because I'm like emotional, but no, he used to do this a lot when he was little, and he's been wanting to do a Friday night. And you pick the one or anyone to come do. Yeah, it's true. So he was helpful all evening long. So. Charlie, what games did you go to? Um, Rocky UT. That's it. Oh, there you go. You got to yeah. lock down on one. Yeah. All right. There yeah. we go. Not because I mean it was a good game. We'll talk about it in a second, but it was just a different, interesting night because. Um, some games tomorrow, some games on Thursday, a game got canceled. We'll talk about that in a little bit or forfeited. Yep. So the schedule kind of thinned out so I could kind of stay a little closer. So Well, let's start in the Western Big Six where they were at. All right. They they saw a wild game over there. Rocky beats UT 68 to 35. That's the most points scored by either team in the history of the rivalry. Previous by was either team? By either team. So, No. UT has scored more than 35 points. No, I'm talking... Oh, you're saying combined. I'm saying the 68 by Rocky. Was the most scored by... Yes. Okay. Rocky, okay, UT, had, UT had the record with 65 back in 1988. Ooh, that's some stockpile stats. Yeah. Did you say that on air? I uh, know. Okay. I didn't have time. I don't listen. <laughs> I, I, you, I, just, you just no tune kidding. him out when he starts. I do. I'm just... I start thinking about time and like, <laughs> all right, well, how long is he going to go? I'm yeah. not being mean. I just don't I listen. Know. Um, that Ster- would be a good one. Sterling defeats Geneseo 40 to nothing. Wow. Quincy uh, rolls past Galesburg 42 to 14, and Moline defeats Allman 1 to nothing via the forfeit. Yes. So has the cream risen to the top of the rest of Western Big Six? It's it's Moline, it's Sterling, and it's everybody else? I think so. Yeah, I mean, the, the question becomes Quincy, but Quincy's already lost to Moline. Moline. So, in a Moline team that really kind of like rushed and did all they wanted to do on offense against Quincy. So, yeah, I think that question was kind of answered. But you still have Quincy versus Sterling down the road. But yeah, certainly tonight was an X-Factor game with Sterling getting the big win over Geneseo. They they rolled in that, which I don't think any of us were really expecting. Yeah, and also it was sort of an elimination game because the loser falls pretty much out of the race. Even though they're one loss and there's still five, there's still four to play. For all intents and purposes, I don't think if you lose a game now, you're going to get back into the race. Why not? I just stocking's negative, and that's no. Yeah, I it's just, just no. Silly. There's I, four games left in conference. I play. just. So you're saying Geneseo's done now? I don't think one game no, back. No, they'll make the play. I think they'll. What if get, they beat Moline and then Moline th- beats that's week, Well, they got there. That's week nine. You're flustering him. I'm no. just saying Geneseo has to play them week nine, and yes, that game's at Geneseo. But I don't see a team with one loss, and there's a Geneseo with one loss. Rock Island's got one loss. Quincy's got one loss. I don't see any of those three teams getting back and getting into the conference race because 
I think Sterling and Moline are head and shoulders above all the other teams. I in the agree conference. that they are head and shoulder. They're they're above the other teams' in the conference, but it's not unthinkable. No, nope. that, that, <laughs> that Moline or that Geneseo beats Moline, Moline beats Sterling, and everybody has one loss. I still don't think it's. I'm not, I don't think it is either. But it's not like I mean, we have four. We but why would people listen to the podcast or watch the score? Because they got the playoffs. That still, I'm just saying I mean, anything can happen. Genesee could, could make a run in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they can't make the playoffs. I can't say I'm not saying that Rock Island will make the playoffs. I say they are. But I'm saying for the conference race, I think it's uh, come, come down week eight. Starling at Moline. I agree. I think that's what it is if you're handicapping it, but I don't think it's unheard of that those that, that they could come back. And also, Sterling has thrown two shots in conference play. The last time they shot back-to-back teams in com- in their conference was in 1991 in the old NCIC. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to talk now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It's your podcast, right? Camille's here, and uh, all you've missed is stocking and dazzle fighting, that's, which is fun. Yeah. Very so I missed it, nothing. It, that's what you're saying. so adamant. Like, in negatives, like, well, now they're out of the race. I'm like, well, they're one game back with four games to go. That's not mathematically anywhere close to being out of the race. No, it's Correct? not mathematically possible. Not but, even close to being mathematically. Right. But what I'm saying is from what I've been seeing and what I've been reading. How many games have you seen? I've seen <laughs> highlights of you know, uh, a lot of them. Well played, well played, well played. He did. I watched the he score. Said, I watched the score. Uh, I watched the score. Uh, I watched it uh, after it airs again, and so I get to see all the Western Big Six That's games. well played. I said, "You, how many have you seen?" He goes, "I watched the score." Touche. There you go. Stuck with. Good enough for us. Yes, Charlie. How much fun is it to watch your dad fight with Brian Stocking? Uh, very fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's it's entertaining. Good pointers. Yeah. All right. Well, this was supposed to be a quick Verbal, episode. Verbally thrash him. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> you wish this was supposed to be that like quick episode. We were just gonna you know stick to the script and go get the scores and talk about it. We threw that out the window. So let's just go all night now. You mentioned the Rocky and the um and the UT game. Um, yes. Quantarian Brooks. 332 on the ground and four touchdowns. Crazy. And then Johnny Manzo had 220, I think, on the ground and four touchdowns of his own. So, I mean, I was there for a quarter and a half, and every drive I saw ended in a touchdown except for one. We saw five touchdowns. It was very reminiscent of the spring, the Springfield Rock Island game from last year. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was one of those things where I'm like, I got five touchdowns in the span. So, um, explosive plays. Um, I'm trying to figure UT out. Yeah, I know. I, I kept saying in the podcast, the regular episode last week with Mitch, that th- this is not the same winless UT program that no. we saw five, six, seven There's years ago. There's a lot of talent. Yeah, there. but it's so they're, hard they're to progress. look at their record. And, and I do think they get a couple. I do think there's winnable games in the future. Sure. Remember, I thought this one, no offense to Rock Island, and it looked that way for a while. Yeah, it was back and, it and was, forth. It was back and forth, I think, 28, 28 and a half, and UT was getting the ball coming out of the second half. But credit to Rock Island. Uh, tough game last week against Moline. They bounce back, get a big victory. You mentioned stacking them being playoff uh, bound. I think they are going to be a playoff team. I think there's winnable games for them throughout the season. It comes down to them as you look at that first half, they gave up 28 points. Second half, they gave up seven. So the disconnect between the two, some games they look really, really good and play really. Same thing with Moline in the Moline game. They they played well for a while. And then in the second half, they got to 20 to 17. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was 49 like that. So 
the consistency, the defense is better for Rock Island. The consistency is not there yet, and we'll see if they can get that fixed as they move forward. Very reminiscent of their week two. I was trying two. to talk as long as I could because he was going, <laughs> very, remin- very reminiscent of their week two win for Rocky. And also, here's the thing that a lot of people may have missed. Rocky has won the last six games following a loss. Everybody's missed that. Nobody else knows that but you. <laughs> so, but that is, that, is, that is a that is Ben Hammer really can coach them up after a loss because they've never had, they haven't had a two game losing streak so, in like three years. So you're saying Coach Hammer is a bad coach when they win? No, I'm saying he's a very good just coach. Saying, oh. You're just trying to score points here with Ben Hammer because no. you've hammered him for so long. I have yeah. not hammered him for so long. I've you been said a lot- in the sports officer the other day. Boy, I really don't like Ben Hammer. I never said that. <laughs> no, I never didn't. said that. You said that. You didn't say that. I would never. Dad's a lying. That's crazy. I, I had like a point I wanted to make like 10 minutes ago that Stocking kept <laughs> talking and I honestly just can't I was going to say, it is it gone? So, yep. So uh, Galesburg played tough tonight against Quincy. Um, they hung around early in that one. I think it was they only 14-7 and a half. And then Quincy really exploded. That's the same thing Quincy did last week. They were in a close game with UT and exploded in the second half. So I guess the second half team, Quincy, I still think there is so much talent on that field for Quincy. They're a team that I watch every week to see what, you know, what they're going to do. And Brayden Little has been playing lights out as a sophomore quarterback in his first year as a starting quarterback. Little's playing big time. Big time. He's, he's a big time. He's got a big time player. <laughs> you get so flustered over your own words. I love um, it. I, I'll speak to the Alleman situation from this week real fast. Um, disappointing situation. I think, and I've seen Alleman play this year, and everybody knows the situation they went through. They had three people that basically almost tried to destroy the school. Um, they're gone, <laughs> and things are, are leveling out, and they're getting better. The numbers aren't going to be where they're at. They lost a lot of players. Those players can't really come back. You have to sit out six months to come back. Now I'm saying they didn't even want to. I'm not even saying that, but it's going to be a tough two or three years, and numbers have been low at Alleman before that. It wasn't like they were rolling yeah. 80 people out there to begin with. So, unfortunately, they had some some tough injuries. And you look on an offensive line when your backups are freshmen and you have three or four linemen out, you're looking to put a, and I don't know this number to be exact, but a five foot 760-pound freshman against Malian. It's not, not a safe, safe situation. So, they err on the side of caution. I do believe they'll be healthy next week and they want to be moving forward so yeah frustrating and frustrating for Moline totally get that as well it doesn't affect their playoff points uh, a lot of people on social media coming with uh, that's a shame it's going to mess up the playoffs or anything it is what it is it's a it's like they played and they won two to nothing I think would be the final score. one nothing. one nothing would be the final score so um unfortunate but and while things are getting better Alleman the optics of it doesn't look good it's going to be a grind it's going to be a, a, a rebuilding process at Alleman, especially with the football team. But um, hopefully they get healthy. They get back at it next week. I think they have Geneseo, Geneseo next week. So I didn't know who they had. I knew who they said. <laughs> yeah. so, um, and then Moline gets to get right back at it. I think they have United Township. And you're upset special. That was at the beginning of the no, season. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, I'm oh, back. No, I'm back, no, 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 I'm back away from that hotness no, now. No, you wow. can't. Yes, I can. Backtracking. And you're calling teams hot messes? Yeah. No, I said I'm Those, back away that, from it. From that hot mess of a pick. Hey, they are oh, children. The pick, okay. the pick is a hot the mess. The pick is a hot mess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Uh, but on a positive note for the Pioneers, you know who turns 91 tomorrow? Father Marabelli. Father Marabelli. Happy 90. No, I it's it was tomorrow. today too. I saw it on Twitter today. I, think I it's did for too. tomorrow. I saw but it too. 
Father no. Marabella, no. Either way. years old. Yes. Either birthday. way, that's the goat right there. Good yep. man. Good, good Italian man old. right there. Let's move into the three rivers, and we have breaking news. Princeton is as good as advertised. Yes. <laughs> that's my first time seeing him in person tonight. Wow, was it really? Yeah. Man, they, they came right great. at you in person. Yeah, they <laughs> did. They literally, yeah. Yeah, well, they did. They ran right at me, and it was fun. Your Prince, those Princeton Tigers uh, won 56-7. It was 56 nothing at halftime. Um, Mendota and Hall, that was a wild game. Hall beats Mendota 65-44. to So that was one of the games that Mitch was texting me all night, and literally at one point Mitch just texted, points, so many points. <laughs> we want all, points! All kinds of games. There that were was a ton of points tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, we, did we catch a little Western Big 12? No, that Rocky UT game <laughs> was... I, that's exactly what I thought of the spring year. Yeah. yeah. They played in the spring and they had a everyone score. Shoot, I mean, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. So Just, don't, we don't we don't, don't tell any coaches. We don't talk about it. It's too big 12 ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to finish out the Three Rivers East, Newman beats Bureau Valley 27 to nothing. Yep. Um, going over to the West, Orion beats Erie Prophetstown 27 to 7. Sherrard gets off the Schneid. They come from behind Woo! and beat Morrison 26 22. And Rock Ridge takes care of business. They beat Monroe's 28-14 down Monroe's. And Bruce A.B. Uh, gets the one nothing forfeit victory because Riverdale's laying out this year. Lay, you always use the phrase laying out, out yeah. which is such a weird way to say it. Because they're not playing. They're laying you, out. No, okay. you lay out for like a touchdown pass. Like, <laughs> no, no, you, you also out. lay out in the sun to get a nice tan. No, we're talking about the football Have you ever laid out, Stocky? Oh, here we go. I went to get Iowa State. So, you know, what Iowa mean? State... What is, I no, say it was wild. To get a tan. What? Whoa. <laughs> That's, that We're is, talking about the pool. That is another podcast, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> but no, the term laying out, it comes from the uh, comes from SMU, the Pony Express, that was on the 30 for 30, that in 88 they could have played, but they laid out and didn't play that year. They could have, but Remember, didn't. we do have that a was called, That was the death My poor 12-year-olds. But 87. Soon to be 13. 87. Oh, they, uh, yeah, were, were, but 88, they could have come back and they laid out that year. So when is the stocking X-rated podcast that you just uh, made? Yeah. Never. <laughs> the Wild Times at ISU. Oh, if I could get was... a hold of those video games. <laughs> you wish. Nope. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. A uh, big game, I felt like, for both Rockridge and Monmouth Roseville. Rockridge gets the win, that one, on the road. I think that's an important win for Rockridge. Monmouth Roseville's got some things to figure out. There's some wins along the way. Or there's some games along the way that I think we thought they'd win, and they haven't. It just seems like yeah. they're struggling to put together a full game. We talked to Jeremy Adolfson today. Went down there, Monmouth Roseville. Great community. Love it down there. Um, we did our score on the road yep. at 11 o'clock with... Which Coach Adelson, by the way, he he stiffed me when it came to donuts because he was on the score that's week one. Right. Never brought donuts today. Oh, that's he funny. Made so <laughs> we're, I mean, I had a long john. It was delicious. The cream filling. Oh, man, I tell you. Anyways, um, so we, kind of just talking about the frustration of the up and down um, of his team. And like he said, he got like, like he really had to get after him last week to get a victory over Sherrard. Halftime really kind of said, hey, guys, we got to get rolling. They did. Um. I expected them to play a little better tonight. They played well early. Yeah. I think Rock Ridge is a really good football team. I think that's So I don't know if yep. Monmouth Roseville didn't play that great. It's just that I think Rock Ridge, you know, I mean, is a really good football team as well. So, yeah, they got to find some wins along the way. I know they have Morrison coming up. They, they are, have EP they coming are up. at Orion on Thursday night. Oh, wow, a Thursday night game. At Orion and, at, you know, Orion's 3-2. and two. They see that as a win. They, they go to Orion's at 4-2 and, and probably thinking – 
you know, playoffs. This is a playoff. this is almost a, this is almost a yeah. playoff game of week six for both teams. Yeah. On yeah. a Thursday night. On a Thursday night, yeah. Thursday night special. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, other game I wanted to talk about. Sherrard I wanted to mention. Yes, that's what I was going to get into. Um, got the video. I think it was from Applegate. Yeah, Mike Applegate, Mike Applegate the uh, athletic director. I, I think that's what Corey said, but yeah. really cool for them. Brandon Johnson getting his first victory at Sherrard. That thing's heading in the right direction. Yep, it's I agree. taking time. They had a couple you of games can see it as it comes. This year where they almost um, pulled it out. Carter Brown's a freshman. He's going to be a stud. That catch was amazing. Yeah, that his dad, Kent Brown, know him from, from, from youth baseball. Great dude. But he was a really good athlete of his own um, at Mercer County Elite. I think it was Lido still back in the day. Okay. So um, uh, great family, great guy, great kid. And Brandon Johnston, I mean, that, 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 that dude knows how to coach. So you know it was just a matter of time. And more importantly than anything, our news director, our fearless leader, <laughs> Alan Baker, okay, yeah. his son goes to Sherrard, unfortunately out as a freshman because he messed up his collarbone and shoulder, but he's happy. And I think if, in, in the grand scheme of things, if Alan Baker is happy, we're, we're all, all yeah. happy. Yeah. I believe Sherrard was down 10, 22 to 12, and came back and won. So great job by them. The, the the video that uh, Applegate sent us of the touchdown. I might have him start the shooting feet, for us every week. The feet, the, the feet down. I mean, that was an excellent catch. Well, I don't know if he shot the video because I think he's in the video standing on the sidelines <laughs> oh, going nuts. So he's he like jumping and pumping his fist. It was awesome. I'm going to have to you know, send him a text and see if that was him because he was excited. Or there was a Sherrard fan that was excited. But a great win for the Tigers. What else? We went through everything? Um, well, Rockridge is won their last four on the road. Yeah. And when you look at what Princeton did, they had another uh, explosion in the second quarter. It was like, I think they scored like 36 nothing in the second quarter. And last week they scored 50, I think 49 or 56 against Mendota. I mean, they are an unbelievable offense. And in fact, me and Mitch Stormer had a little discussion on. Twitter about no a discussion, <laughs> a discussion about who the best offense we've seen was. I think it's this team. He said which he, team? This Princeton, Princeton team. Oh. You think it's the best offense you've ever seen via reading articles? And, <laughs> no, but like and, I mean, yeah, in your stop, entire career. Stop. No, like, I don't mean that. No, yeah, but are you talking? I don't know. That's what they were talking, discussing. Stormer said, "What about the 2004 Bureau Valley team with Garrett Barnes? They scored That's 40 points offense. or more eight times in the regular season." But I mean, this Princeton team—they've scored sixty, they scored seventy, they had fifty-six tonight. They took the—they really took the. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my brain to think. They really took the uh, foot off the gas at halftime. Two different teams, but Princeton eighteen and nineteen—that Rondell World—they were just bigger. Yeah, that that offensive line looked like they were college dudes. Yeah, it's a little bit different this year. Not as big up front, but they're so fast and so. Tegan Davis is unbelievable. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're the best offense I've ever seen. But then, if you said which one is, I don't know. I (laughs) mean, it's not necessarily in the in the WQAD viewing area, but like Lena Winslow a year ago, with everyone they have now, plus um, Mari Roby, who is now playing at North Central, which is Division three football powerhouse. That offense was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that comes to mind. Um, I don't know. It put me on the spot here. I'd have yeah, to rack my brain to think about it. The there's yeah. some, the there's been some totals. teams that you just roll in and you knew that you got there and you'd get three touchdowns in the so, first quarter. So the, the Alonzo Weiss Rocky teams in the late 90s uh, could make a 
could be uh, up for the uh, discussion. Think of some of those Mercer County teams. Yeah, Mercer Early County slash Alito teams. I was thinking about that. Or Sterling over the past few years. Like some of those yeah. teams put up a lot of numbers. If there's people listening, they're like, you know, banging their hands against their phones because they're so it's mad. This team. Yeah, tweet if, you, if you know it, yeah, tweet at you from West Pod. Let us know. Yeah, I mean, it's they're they're a great offense, no doubt about it. And uh, this is the 16th time in the last 20 games they've scored 40 points or more. They've scored 56 tonight, 291 this season. Well, I'm I'm glad Mitch got to chat with his favorite score member. Somebody's jealous now. That's great. He always name drops Randazzo, Randazzo all the time now. He's just, you know, know. you're in his head. I know. I'm staying there, Mitch. (laughs) All right, Stock, LTC, let's go. Okay, uh, well, Thursday night, there was a Thursday night game. Anawan Weathersfield uh, beat A-Town 27-0 at A-Town. Very impressive. Mercer County tonight, very impressive at Roba. Williamsfield beat them Mm 48-28 at Historic Bill Adams Field. Love it. Stark County shuts out United 33-0. They're rolling. That is amazing. The Rebels are 3-0 this year on the road. Tomorrow, Dupec plays Knoxville. That's going to be an excellent Great non-conference game. game. By the time a lot of people listen to this, they've already played. It's going to be a great <laughs> yep. one. I'll be and here. Princeville there you go. Yep. defeats Low Point Washburn, now known as LVC, 52-6 on non-conference games. I think, is it, what? Is it Low Point Washburn? It used to be, now it's LVC. Some, it's LVC. They're the Miners. I think it's. I think you're thinking of Lewis Lewistown. Town. Yeah, Lewistown. Ah, Greg is stocking. Lewistown, but <laughs> you know they beat them fifty-two to six. Come on, I just I just got stocked. Right. He was wrong. Okay. I just want to say I thought he was wrong tonight, and you would have thought I murdered him. Like he, <laughs> it was like and the you were you were wrong though. You're right. I was wrong. I can admit that, but I was more just double checking. Uh huh. That's sure. what I was doing. But you are accusing you are accusing me of being wrong twice. Quit yelling at the young lady. I wasn't yeah, yelling thanks. at the young lady. Well, let's just get back to the important part. Yes. You were just wrong. By the way, Washburn does not have a football team. All that to say, he wasn't time. wrong when I questioned him, but he's it's definitely wrong, wrong now. That's one and it's on the podcast ever. for record. That's the yeah. first and last time I'm going to call uh, Camille a lady. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <Jeez. laughs> Thank you. All right, so are we much. moving into the NUIC? Yes, we are. Charlie looks miserable. He's <laughs> <laughs> so tired. This is terrible. Hey, son, we're going to go thanks lock. for staying up with us. We're yes. going to go lock ourselves into a closet and talk high school football until 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We're, we're about to hit midnight hey, here, Charlie. Stick with, with us. We're almost done. You should have uh, given him an iPad. Tomorrow is West Carroll versus Stockton. Okay. And then uh, games tonight, Lee Winfulton. That was a great game in the first half. Before Lee Ween sort of pulled away. <laughs> Lee Ween. Lee Ween, 54-32. I've been there, thank you. And uh, oh, right. uh, Eastland Pearl City defeated Dakota, 40-36. to And Forreston, last report, was ahead of Galena, 46-6 to in the third quarter. So, yeah, Dakota got beat, right? Uh, yes, they lost to EPC 40-36. And EPC was winless going into this one, and Dakota just had a huge win over Forreston a week ago. Yeah, so you can never predict what's going on. The NUIC is unpredictable. Yes. Except for Lee Wynn winning a lot. So the big game, like we talked about, is is whenever you're listening to this, it probably already happened, Dupec and Knoxville. That's an interesting one to see how that shakes out in a non-conference game. But the big one, Lena Winslow, this is kind of their first test of the year, and they passed it, putting up a lot of points. Again, they played close. Fulton played them tough early. First half. Just so much firepower for Lena Winslow. Yeah. They're impressive. Yeah, they uh, they moved the ball so well. And they score with a lot of ease. Almost like very Princeton-like. 
just up and down the field. And for the first half, I think it was halftime was like 32-19. And then, you know, Lee Wynn just uh, hit the accelerator and that was going, it was Katie by the door. Oh, baby! <laughs> Katie I hadn't got a Katie by, by the, the door. door in a while. I don't even know what that means. No, 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 no one does. No okay. one does. Okay. It's okay. Cool. All right, Stock, here we yes. go. Eight-man football. Let's Kay. round it out. Uh, last report, fourth quarter, Polo led Hiawatha 44-26. River Ridge defeated Rockford Christian 52-28. West Central, Caden Dose, four touchdowns. They beat Flanklin, Flanklin Cornell, Woodland, 58. Flanklin? Flanklin, yes. Flanklin? No. Flanagan, Flanagan. There we go, man. It's getting Flanagan, <laughs> Cornell, Woodland, 50 to 8. FCW. Uh, Ridgewood goes on the road and beats Aquin in a very interesting nice game. 38 32. Milledgeville falls to Decatur Lutheran, 58-56. That was a battle of, like, two really top-ranked teams, yep. I think, up in the top five. So that's a big matchup. Galva and uh, gets the forfeit win over Parkview Christian. There you go. Tomorrow, or Saturday, if you will, Amboy is at Orangeville. AFC is at Danville Schlarman. And South Beloit is at West Prairie. Dazza, what do you think about AFC versus Danville Schlarman? <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of stacking and his and his uniform. Oh, yeah, and I'm looking at all the things that are on my desk that should be. There the is picture. a lot of junk on your desk. It yes. shouldn't be in the picture, but there also is a Dan Campbell bobblehead. That's the best thing. Dan Gable or Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. <laughs> okay. What I say? Dan Gable. No, I meant Dan Campbell. You should have a Dan. And Gable. of course, no nope, famous nope. All Ears okay. sign. Yes, and from that's the all, JDC. That's all there is. And if you've seen the All else. Ears, we've got <laughs> lots of ears on the score. Plenty of ears on the score. <laughs> Between Matt Randazzo and Corey Guffler. All right, it's Charlie. Called bullying, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, say good night. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to give Stephon a last thought. I, he said, I'm you tired of listening to you. Yell at each other. <laughs> we yell at each other. This is called a conversation. The, when the podcast ends, I have a That's quick story fire. I have to tell Greg about Stockpile had me more flustered than I've ever been in my life. Whoa. What? With, oh with man! The from the Fox oh yeah, that. <laughs> oh yeah, we got. No, we got. Sterling oh, is uh, never started less than th- never start worse than three and zero in the Western Big. Hey, sense. what's next week? Biggest game next week, real fast. I would say probably uh, Sterling hey, at Quincy. Now. You know, yeah. Ster- Sterling at Quincy, Princeton at Newman. I really like um, the Newman or the Sterling and Quincy one. That one is really interesting in the Western Big Six. That's kind of one of the big questions left, right? Is that is that game, and then Prince. Newman and Princeton. Uh, no offense to Newman, I just want to see if anyone can slow down Princeton. I'm with you. And maybe Newman can do it. They have a good defense, but I'm just I'm waiting to see if anyone can put a challenge, really put a full game challenge into them. And they, they'll get their first, they'll get challenged. Princeton will week two of the playoffs, maybe week three. Wow! Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, th- I don't, I don't think I think every coach in that conference would agree with me. Yeah, I think they've really separated themselves. Also, so. another big game next next week in the Lincoln Trail is Knoxville and Anawan Weathersfield. Yep. Hey. Yeah, that'll be a big one. Yep. All right, we're done. We're done. We 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 no. only talked for like five minutes. I have a twelve year old that needs to go to <laughs> Some sleep. Some of us, yeah, have to go to sleep. Go to sleep. They stay up late. All right. Thanks to everyone who listens. Me and uh, Mitch and I, me and Mitch, however you say it, grammatically correct. <laughs> Mitch and I will be around Tuesday morning for the regular View from the West podcast. This is the Instant Reacts. We do it every week. Well, no, we didn't do it last week. We do it most weeks. 
We'll be back next Friday to get more stocking and Dazzo arguing and me and Camille just I laughing can't wait at to it. tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, a cuff will be back also next week, probably. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Sounds good. Say good night, Stock. Good night. <laughs>